0: Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. I turn with me to John's Gospel. <clears throat> Amen. Hallelujah. Go to the fourth chapter, John. Glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, we thank you today for your goodness and blessing and presence, Lord. Glory to God. We honor you today, Father, from our hearts. We're so grateful for salvation. We're so grateful for redemption. We're so grateful for all that you've done for us and in us. Hallelujah. And we're mindful today, as, as we do on Sundays, to especially pray for those who are in authority in our nation, in our state, in our local level. Father, all of our civic leaders, elected officials, and so forth, Father, we pray for all those who are in authority. that We might lead quiet and peaceable lives in all godliness and dignity, and we thank you for that. We pray, Father, for our military and our law enforcement all over the world and right here at home, Father, that you would protect every man and woman who are serving today, Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you for that. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Last Sunday, I I, uh, returned to a theme of revival. You know, we're in revival. There is a revival in the earth, and there's a revival in the church, and there's a revival in this church. Amen. 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 Last week I uh, read from the scripture over in in the 19th chapter of Luke where Jesus wept over Jerusalem. And And he said, if you had only known the time of your visitation. There's a time of visitation. And it's so important that we know that time, that we perceive it, that we recognize it and respond to it, flow with it. Amen. In a time of visitation, God is wanting, God, God doesn't send, uh, we, know, we know that there are times of visitation and there are seasons of revival. Isn't that right? Acts chapter three. There are, there are seasons, there are times of revival. Well, when these times and these seasons and, and these visitations come, they're not just for nothing. Just the visitation itself isn't the end. It's a means to an end. God visits us and he sends times of refreshing to do certain things in us. And so it's important that we recognize not only the fact there's a, that there is a time of visitation here, that there is a season of revival upon us, but that we recognize what he's wanting to do. Amen. Amen what he's wanting to do in us. And uh, before, when I've taught on this, I've taught on characteristics of revival. In other words, what what are the characteristics of revival in a person's life? What what does revival look like on a person? If, if If you are genuinely experiencing revival, people know it. Amen, amen, they know it. And, and one of the characteristics of revival is true spiritual worship, true spiritual worship. Jesus, here in the fourth chapter of John, verse 23, he said, the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth For the father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. He said the hour is coming and now is. Well, in one sense, he's talking generally or or broadly of the hour of salvation, the age of the church. This is the time because up until... Uh, the reality of the church, until the church came into existence by people being born again by the spirit of God, you couldn't worship in spirit and in truth. And, you know, he was talking to the woman at the well and she wanted to argue with him about the place to worship. You know, we worship, our fathers worship here. You Jews say you're supposed to worship somewhere else. And and Jesus just cut right through all of that. He said, the time is coming. You'll, you'll neither worship the Father uh, in this place or some other place. He said, because salvation is of the Jews and it's of God. He said, the hour is coming when the true worshipers will worship in spirit and in truth. Well, that's especially true In times of revival, in in times of revival, people are, uh, hearts, you know, one of the things we talked about last week, just mentioned it briefly, is when you're in revival, you have a hunger for God. There's just a, there's a greater hunger than you experience ordinarily. There's a, there's a resurgence of hunger and the desire just to know God, just to be in his presence. Just to fellowship with him, and the spirit of the Lord's already spoken to us this morning about the Lord wanting to fellowship with us there's a There's a place of greater fellowship when you're when you're in revival, you hunger for that, you hunger for that you know over in uh uh jeremiah turn turn with me to Jeremiah, and let's look at chapter two, Jeremiah two. beginning in verse one, it says, moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, go and cry in the hearing of Jerusalem, saying, thus says the Lord, I remember you. I remember the kindness of your youth, the love of your betrothal, when you went after me in the wilderness in a land not sown. He said, I remember those early times. I remember when, when we first met I remember you in your, in your youth whenever you longed for me, when you went out after me in the wilderness. This was before any blessings were pronounced. This was before uh, Moses gave the law, before Deuteronomy 28 was ever uttered spoken, and spoken and declared to the people of God and written down. That that if you'll obey me and follow me, I'll bless you and all of these blessings will come upon you. Before that it was ever spoken, he said, you went after me in the wilderness. You know, the children of Israel left everything behind to go in the wilderness. They left their security behind. Amen. They left everything they knew behind because they had a longing for the Lord. They hungered after him. There was a, 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 a love that drew them to the Lord. The Lord said, I remember that. I remember that. Well, the Lord remembers when you were first born again. He remembers when you first came to the Lord. He remembers the stirring that was on the inside of you and the love and the gratitude and the, the longing that you just poured out towards the Lord. You were so overwhelmed with his love and what he'd done in your life and you were just so so hungry for more of that. The Lord remembers that. So the Lord remembers that. And a person who's in revival... Uh, is experiences that again, Amen. You know, I said one of the reasons why God sends revival is because people always backslide. Now, I didn't say you necessarily backslid, but I, but I'm not saying you haven't either. <laughs> when we think of someone backsliding, we we tend to think of someone, somebody who used to go to church, and you know was loved God and and. Uh, you know, was faithful to God and, and uh, uh, so forth, you know. And then they turned their back on the Lord. They've left church. They've gone back out into the world, you know. They're living like they used to live. Uh, you know, running with the old crowd they used to run with. And, and they've given up their testimony. We we tend to think of backsliding that way. But there are degrees of backsliding. Over in Hebrews, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 12, hallelujah, excuse me, Hebrews chapter 2, Hebrews chapter 2, says in verse 1, therefore we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard lest we drift away. People drift away. I said people drift away. It didn't say lest we run away. Christians don't run away from the Lord. Christians don't go from a place of being uh, revived and on fire for God and, and then wake up the next day and say, you know, I think I'm just gonna go out into the world and, and uh, just get drunk again. I'm just gonna call my old friends up. I'm never going back to that church again. I'm just gonna call my old friends up and see what they're doing. Nobody does that. But people drift drift away this word drift means to 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 slowly pass by to just drift by he said we have to give the more earnest heed to the things we've heard lest at any time we drift away and so the lord sends revival to stir us up and sometimes to to show us that we've drifted away in our love for the lord in our 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 Hunger for him. And the thing that goes with that hunger is worship. You know as well as I do that you can be in church. Let me me back up a little bit. You can be during your your regular week, you know, just out on your own. You can be uh, occasionally saying, praise the Lord. Thank the Lord, praise the Lord, and, and mean it. But it's not real deep. It's not a real deep awareness of what he's done. It, it, can, it can become a habit, and if it is, it's a good habit. But at the same time, it's not, it's not the basis of, of deep reflection on your part. Just praise the Lord. You're just in living praising God. That's good. But worship goes beyond that. And you know that you can come into church and we can be singing songs of worship and you can have your hands up and, and, and be singing, but you can be thinking about other things. Your thoughts can be elsewhere, maybe something that's going on, you know, at home or something you've got to take care of this week or just some other thing and you catch yourself I'm not going to think about that. I'm going to think, you know, about the Lord. But there can, there can, you can, there, there are degrees of entering in, and you can come back to a place where you focus your attention on the Lord. You're worshiping Him, but it's there's not much coming out of your heart. It's mostly coming out of your head. Are you following me? But people who are in revival. There's something deep on the inside that rises up towards God. Oh, Jesus, you're so good to me. I love you so much. I'm so grateful that you saved me. I'm so grateful that you redeemed my life. You're so good. Your mercies, your kindness, your compassion to me. You know, you can stir those things up. We, we sing this song that I like. Uh, we, sang, we sang it this, this morning and one part of the song talks about uh, uh, you're the jewel that I have found. You know, Jesus talked about, he said the kingdom of heaven is like a, is like a merchant seeking uh, beautiful jewels and he finds one pearl of great price and he goes and he sells everything he has To buy that one pearl. Jesus is that pearl. He's that pearl of great price. And we have to remind ourselves that he's worth anything. He's worth everything. Continue to to value, value the pearl of great price. Don't forget what he means to you. Keep that stirred up. If you think, well, I don't feel that. I'd like to feel that. That, I, that sort of makes sense. I don't know if I've ever felt that. Then get into a place of prayer someplace and begin to worship Him and begin to thank Him for what He's done in your life until the wells of gratitude from deep within begin by the Spirit of God begin to rise up and begin to pour out of you. Do that. Do that. Jesus, Jesus also said. He said, "The kingdom of heaven is like a is like a a, a man who, who who found treasure in a field. It was treasure in this field, and so again he went and sold all he had, and and he hid that treasure, and so nobody else would find it. And he and he sold all he had, and he went and he bought that treasure. He bought that field. He bought that field because of the treasure that was in it. Well, you know, there's a treasure in the church." There's treasure in the church. I said there's treasure in the church. And and it's important that we put a a proper value on the pearl of great price, but there's also importance that we put value on the land that it's deposited in, the company that it's deposited in. I, I, I I I don't just want the pearl, I want the property it's associated with. I want it all, praise God.